1: Anthony Heron, score football analyst. You
3: know what? Brad Pitt, you're a good actor. You're a movie star. You're more of a movie star than a great actor. And that's okay, because you're in really good movies and I enjoy them.
4: Former NFL defensive lineman and Iowa Hawkeye. And
3: as long as that ends up being the case. Hey, Bishop, I'm still on the radio. No, it's all right. You can hang. Paw Patrol. I need another Paw
1: Patrol. Okay, I'm going to come turn (laughs) it on in just a couple of moments, all right? Big Ann Heron. Mr. Hedden, I want to compliment you. You're doing a fine job. With Bernstein and Holmes on the score. Anthony Heron analyzes football for the score, for Fox 32, for the Big Ten Network, and others. And you can follow him on Twitter at Big Ant Heron. He joins us on the score hotline, presented by Circa Sports Illinois. It's the Bertie and Holmes Show. Layla Rahimi is in for Lawrence Holmes today. Anthony, that was a hell of a football weekend. So before we get to everything that's going on with all the coaches and jobs and possible job openings... I'm just happy that after all of that, we actually got one good game.
3: <laughs> you know, good game, competitive game. While at the same time, I, I even found the, you know, the Texans-Browns blowout. I found that compelling because it was C.J. Stroud ascending on a postseason stage. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a bunch of games can have their their ingredients that still make them, in, in the end, you know, the final dish should be, be felt like there, there was quality there because this is, our first opportunity to see C.J. Stroud on a postseason stage, to see D'Amico Ryans on a postseason stage and and how they command that, how they handle that. And and both performed at a really high level there. So then, you know, you get to you know, not enjoying the moment, thinking about what the future could hold and how frequently can they go there and all those types of things. But that was our first opportunity to witness that. So even. You know Joe Flacco and the Browns laying a big egg. I still found just the storyline of the game itself, even in that one, to be compelling. Just because I've been following C.J. Stroud's career since he was in high school, he played in the All American Bowl, then he's at Ohio State, backing up Justin Fields, and then he's stellar. And you know the the doubts that were there about his pre-draft process and all those things, and now here he is just just one of the one of the young studs at the quarterback position in the sport. So even that one, I I found something personally to be pretty compelled by.
5: Dan and I were talking about the offensive schemes that are evident for Jordan Love and for C.J. Stroud, and it's some creative stuff pre-snap, as we've seen, and really just putting people in positions to succeed. I don't know why this is so hard to do for people, (laughs) and I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face, and I probably will say it the rest of my life. But it's hard to argue with the results when you see how the Texans and D'Amico Ryan's player-based coach staff are setting people up to just utilize their strengths.
3: And I I guess it must be difficult. Like, it's one thing to be a, you know, a schematic genius. So the in game strategies and clock management, timeout uses, there is a lot that is on the plate of coaches. There's no, no doubt about that. But to at least craft a game plan that suits your personnel. And then in the end, all right, maybe, maybe you don't call the perfect play at the perfect moment. I get some of that, but – you know, just the, the blindness that we've witnessed at times in Chicago from recent offensive coordinators, offensive play callers. It's like are are you are you looking at your quarterback? Have you met your QB? Have you studied your offensive line? Why exactly are you are you going in with this game plan? Now in Matt Nagy's case, just from things I've heard from, you know, a couple of folks, the game plan itself would go in with something that seemed like it made sense and then he would just completely abandon it during the game and just call it in a completely different way than what they had planned beforehand that was part of the issue with Nagy from my understanding i don't know if that was if Luke Getzey was as guilty of something like that or not, I haven't necessarily heard it to that extent, but with Matt Nagy, he would just kind of start doing his own thing that was different from the game plan that everybody had had worked on really, really hard and spent a bunch of hours on during the week. But when you watch some of these teams it just say, yeah, it doesn't all have to be on the QB. I mean, Matt LaFleur, we've talked about it uh, before, Matt LaFleur lengthened the career of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was beginning to flounder before Matt LaFleur showed up. Because so much of everything that was happening in Green Bay was on his shoulders, and it is so tough to sustain that. It is difficult for young quarterbacks to do it at that level for that amount of time, but then as you begin to age and your skills begin to erode, and perhaps just as you've gotten comfortable in the position you're in, maybe your preparation, the focus of detail begins to diminish a bit. All those things can end up being factors where your performance starts to diminish but Matt LaFleur came in. He said, yeah, we 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 got to have more of a run focus to the offense. We need multiple backs and some safer passes. And yet, you don't have to be the one traffic copying everything pre-snap by yourself. Maybe we get a little bit less of that. And then you saw him win a couple MVPs with LaFleur as his head coach, taking things off of the plate of a guy who had already had a Hall of Fame resume even by then. And it, it seems so obvious, and we've seen it so frequently over the years, yet still, Uh, there's just there are coaches there are play callers that that feel like there's this formula for when you quote unquote go and get the right guy then we just got to throw everything on them and it fails so frequently and then you know to the bears part of the conversation whether you do or don't draft the right guy then still you need to surround that individual with infrastructure there are certain teams who do that better and more consistently than others and then then there's the Bears who, who haven't historically. And so we still got to wait and see whether or not this regime is going to get that right.
0: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go.
6: Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
4: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. usq 3 2023.
5: I mean, to me, there's so much that you can flash back to watching the Bears dismantle or uh, the Packers dismantle the Cowboys like they did. And then going back to that Bears-Packers game. And just seeing the contrast in offenses, don't even snap the ball. (laughs) Start with the pre-snap and how the Bears offense is standing out there like statues. (laughs) Nobody moves. You know exactly where they're going. You know exactly where the first read's going to be. And then you see what the Packers were doing with their pre-snap motion and utilizing the whole field when they do and how they lined up and when they decided to use a trips or a bunch formation – and it was a much more balanced field. And that's, that's what drives me so crazy sometimes is, is before the ball's even snapped, you could already tell certain things are going to work. And you knew certain things with the Bears offense just weren't.
3: And there will be times where, where it, can, it can end up being window dressing. And cert- certainly defenses will get a bead on whether or not you're just using motion to gather information but when when you use motion as much as as much as Green Bay does pre-snap it and utilizing some of the things you're you're trying to generate either of two things when you use significant pre-snap motion you're you're trying to generate matchups you're trying to generate well I guess it would be okay if I pair it down to two things you're either trying to generate information or you're trying to generate leverage it's either of those two things when you use in motion you know because matchups can really be you know, sort of this subjective thing, either. But you're trying to generate information, and maybe you can create a matchup based off of that information. But you're gathering information with motion, and you're creating leverage with motion. Either of those two things can happen, and, and quite frequently, both those things can take place. And so, even if the opposing defense has a sense for what you're going to run when you're utilizing motion, you can still out-leverage them. You know, we've seen, we've seen Sean McVay do that a bunch over his years uh, that he's been coaching the Rams, and he's gotten to a point where he utilizes leverage, I would say, more frequently now even than he did in his initial seasons where initially when he got to to L.A., or what was, was it? No, it wasn't St. Louis. Yeah, it was still Jeff Fisher in St. Louis, and they come. Uh, but in the time he's been coaching the Rams, a lot of it initially was about 11 personnel kind of static bunch formations and then sort of bursting, exploding out of that with slot receivers and, and the tight end position a little bit and just using guys who you could create space based off being in really tight formations, and part of that is still a part of their offense, but you see the way he's able to utilize leverage, even when there's a thought on third and medium or third and long. They were going to go to Puka Nakua, and yeah, even though the defense may have a sense for that, but even though they know you're going to key on that guy, that that is likely your primary read, but utilizing motion, especially in a down and distance where you're confident the defense will be in man coverage, you run your best player in motion, and then when you spot man, you say, yeah, we got him. We we know what we're doing here. Or if they are in zone, that individual has a good conceptual understanding of where to sit down against that zone. So you can still use the creativity of motion. It's a, a drum you've been beating for quite a while lately. I know you have where you can still utilize motion to dictate your terms to the opposing defense in a way that the Bears offense just – Never consistently stuck with under Luke Getze.
5: Yeah, I mean, if you run the ball well, fake like you're running and do something different, and then you get yeah. what you need to move on to the next play. Like I, yeah, it's going to be a rough offseason, and, and for just me.
3: getting the quarterback on the move, right? Like it, neither neither quarterback. We're mainly talking so far about Jordan Love, C.J. Stroud. Neither one of those QBs is the athlete, the runner that Justin Fields is, but the consistency of those offenses, getting those quarterbacks on the move, not just having them consistently in a stationary pocket. It does a couple of different things. One, it allows your offensive line to not have to protect this stationary pocket, this platform that's consistent where the opposing defense just tees off on it, snap after snap after snap. And so, yes, you can create matchups at the third level of your defense you know, because you, it's difficult to have the eye discipline in the secondary When the pocket goes from one hash mark to the opposite hash mark or perhaps even outside the numbers, and you're trying to figure out where where are the – now that the launch point is moved, where's the target point for the quarterback? What area of the field are we covering? Because it's nearly impossible to cover cover every blade of grass on the field as a defender, so when the launch point moves, especially when it moves in a dramatic way, it's easy to have. Tight ends, backside receivers, or – play side receivers go against the grain on the formation and and just sort of outflank you when they're doing that and these are offenses that that do that at a high level so not only are you easing the pass protection responsibilities of your offensive line but you're just taking mental pressure off of your quarterback because they're not in this stationary posture where they're reading the full field snap in and snap out cj Stroud. First, you know, rookie season, first full year as a starter. Jordan Love, first full season as a starter, even though he's deeper into his career, of course, than Stroud is. But even though those offenses aren't necessarily using QB run to do some of those things to, to ease some of the mental pressure and to put pressure on the opposing defense with dropping safeties into the box and those types of things. But when you get them on the move, even in a passing posture, it takes both physical and mental pressure off of the quarterback.
1: So while we're doing this as a Big Bears subtweet, let me give you some information from Pro Football Focus that will also make you feel miserable. (laughs) Aiden Hutchinson, in his first playoff game, had 23 pass-rushing snaps, on which he generated nine pressures and two sacks. That is a 39.1% pressure percentage. He's not going anywhere for a while <laughs> either. And regardless of who the Bears quarterback is, this guy's going to be chasing him.
3: Aiden so Hutchinson He's with Detroit, a monster. Rashawn Gary with Green Bay. And, you know, of course, yeah, the, the Bears have their guy now as well with Montez Sweat. But, yes, you, you see what the – at least during my time in the league, the way it was always discussed. Every game plan we ever set going into a game was about – how does our defensive front affect the opposing quarterback? And how does the opposing quarterback impact the entirety of our defense? And that's those are the two, the two key areas where your D-line is going to rush, your QB is going to be the one with the football in his hands on every single play. And so when you know that, then how do you actually make that opposing quarterback uncomfortable? And to have someone like Aiden Hutchinson who's able to do that, and sure, there was a, a dry stretch of the season without sacks, but we talked about it after the – I think it was the very first game when Justin Fields returned from the the dislocated thumb uh, on his throwing hand where, you know, Justin Fields had a really good game in Detroit, but Aiden Hutchinson, his only sack was on the very last snap of the game. But still, you could see the impact that he had, how difficult it was. And it was impressive how well Darnell Wright was able to hold up with as active, as long, as athletic as Aiden Hutchinson is. But in some one-on-one opportunities, Darnell Wright – more than held his own in that game but you could still see even when he's initially blocked and sometimes blocked and, and sort of you know having two different individuals responsible for him just hit the consistency of the violence that he plays with the force that he applies to the pocket and that urgency that he just seems to take the field with every individual game it's impactful and and the quarterback will often feel that even if he's not hitting the QB which he did frequently you know hit hit the QB in that game, but even when he's not hitting the quarterback, you just feel that around you, that presence mm-hmm. from that defender is there on a consistent basis, and you, you love knowing that that's there when you're setting up your defensive game plan because you know the opposing offense will have to, will have to game plan for that, we will have to be prepared for that level of fury that just gets brought, snap in and snap out.
5: I think there's something else to note that Bears fans have observed and it was in last night's Lions-Rams game. It's defense-related, and I want to ask you that for the next segment. You cool with that? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because I think there's, there's something we've all noticed, and I, uh, I think it's gonna, it needs to be put on notice. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, we'll do that next.
4: Anthony Heron, more with him on the score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.